Hello everyone and welcome to the Patches In Podcast. I'm Hamish and this is a very special episode because, well, basically it's just me you're stuck with today. We did try and get a couple of uh, recordings recently done, but uh, you know how life is, things get in the way, especially with everything going on these days. So it's only me on my lonesome. Well, I say on my lonesome, I've got wee Sparky here, a few wee Sparkies actually, so he should keep me going, keep me company. Uh, while we do this quick wee mini-pod episode. So this is episode 36, and thank you very much for joining me. Also just want to say ahead of time, uh, basically the where we live, we've been very naughty, so the lockdown is back in effect, so I'm not able to get the good microphone from Dom. Uh, we're also probably on the next one not going to be able to be sitting in the same room, it might be over some kind of thing like Discord. So just, you know, apologies in advance if the quality is dipped. Yeah, it's not that I've just got too drunk and edited it, really. Although that may be the case. We'll see. We'll see. So there's not been a whole lot happening with myself, really. Uh, work and the usual stuff. Something that was very exciting, though, of course, the boys. Uh, the first three episodes is out on Amazon Prime as of today. I was originally pretty good because I heard it's going to be a new episode every week, and that does suck. Obviously, you'd much rather binge it, but at least they gave us three episodes out at the start. So I've already watched the first one, and I won't spoil anything because you might not have been able to see it yet. But all I'll say is, wow, it's delivering already. I'm loving it so far. Over the next few podcasts, you'll probably hear me and the lads talk about it, just because we all do enjoy it, you know. I was thinking about the boys the other day, the, the show, not the guys I do the podcast with, and uh, I was thinking, obviously, Compound V, you find out in the first season, if you've not seen that, what is wrong with you, go and get it watched right now, pause this and go and watch it, but you find out uh, with Compound V, they gain their powers, you know, they're not born with them or anything like that, and it got me thinking what it would be like to have different powers, you know, what what powers would you get if you took it? It's kind of similar to that uh, Project Power film, Netflix one that I watched recently, uh, where you take the wee pill and you get random powers. But then I was thinking, obviously all the usual stuff that everybody thinks of. If you don't think this, you're just a liar. But if you had superpowers, a wee bit of you is like, you know, I could take over the world, pinky in the brain style, you know, you're like, you would try that every day. But then I was being a wee bit more realistic. And I was actually in work the other day, and uh, yeah, I work with animals and, you know, taking care of them and stuff like that. But there's also a retail side of it, and I was changing over shelves, uh, just the layout of them and stuff like that. And what popped into my head was, see if I had Magneto's powers, I could just lift this whole shelf with my mind. I wouldn't need to take everything off of it and move it and put everything fucking back on it. That's, uh, you know, not very exciting for superpowers. And then I was thinking, like, uh, Dr. Octopus with these extra limbs. I was like, oh, man, just think I could, I could like, pick loads of things up on a delivery and put it away extra quick, get, you know, more time to spend petting bunnies and stuff. But, yeah, I think if people actually had superpowers, it would get pretty boring, really. Um, but about the boys, it's, you're getting to see more superheroes, which is cool. You know, obviously they're based on popular ones. Uh, there's like a Hawkeye guy, there's a Daredevil guy, 
Uh, again, I won't, I won't spoil it, but the season two looks like it's shaping up to be something special, just like the first one. Uh, also out today was uh, Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 remastered. Hits all the nostalgia buttons, as you would expect it to, because largely, in essence, it's it's the game. It's just 1 and 2 together. It's a remaster, of course it is. So, it's actually kind of cool. If you guys listen to this podcast, you know, I like a drink now and again. Just rarely, now and again. Not a lot, you know. But, uh, sometimes I struggle remembering last week, right? But I'm going around all these levels, like the school... You know, even even the warehouse, and you get all your objectives, like find the secret tape, and I'm just like automatically knowing where they are. I'm going through them, and it's like it all just comes flooding back to you. It's like second nature, even doing all the tricks and stuff like that. It's nice when you get a game; it just feels like home almost. But there is also you know improvements and things like that. They've got like a, a challenge system. Uh, it'll be things like doing a certain move. So I think each like famous skater, so like Tony Hawk, for example, is a challenge to do the 900 with Tony Hawk. And then there's more general ones, some dead easy ones, like literally just make a skater. Uh, you get ones for when you're making a skate park and stuff like that, using a certain num- number of objects. So all these different kinds of things. And what they do is they give you money for the skate shop and they give you XP. So your XP obviously levels you up and then you unlock the ability to buy with the money that you earn, new things for your skater, so new boards, uh, new apparel, you know, hats, t-shirts, whatever, new logos for all the clothing. The clothing is actually quite, some of it's quite in-depth, you know, even in the character creation as well itself, you get like, uh, you can set, for example, your hair, you've got a primary, secondary, a third colour, and you can do that a lot with like the wheels or the trucks of your skateboard and stuff like that. Uh, you can also, you know, buy things for making a skate park, so new obstacles, new types of half-pipe, whatever. I don't know how many types of half-pipe you get. Probably only one. I'm not a skater, as you can probably tell. I was looking through the logos and I was like, hmm, okay, I know Beats by Dre, I know Vans. Um, that was about it. Now, there was a couple more I knew, probably from my old Tony Hawk's days, but... The entirety of my actual skating career in my real life, uh, I was probably about 9 or 10 at the time, and I got a skateboard, and I was like, I'll build up to standing on it. So I, just, I went on it on my knees and like pushed, and then I fell off and I skinned my knee, and I was like, nah, fuck this, I don't like this. That's all the skating I've ever done in my life. But yeah, I've not played much, but it is nice to see that there are goals in it, because I was a bit worried. Yeah, it's nice to revisit it, but nostalgia can be very fleeting. You can play it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. Okay, what now? I'll play something new, something I've not played. But the fact that they've got the challenges, you know, it it does give you something to actually aim for, and you can find yourself getting back into it a lot easier. I I I think so, anyway. Uh, there is something else that I have been playing, and I'll give you a clue. Don't worry, that's not, like, a, my microphone's not disconnected or anything like that. That was Darth Vader, meant to be. Um, Vader Immortal on the PSVR. 
came out last week or so, and wow, I, I say wow, it is it is really good. There's a couple of gripes with it, but if you're a Star Wars fan and you have any kind of VR, you definitely would enjoy this. It's kind of more of an experience than a game, but there's certainly a lot of game aspects to it as well. And the reason I'm saying that is on the PlayStation version, you use the teleport movement, kind of like Skyrim was. I think they maybe updated that in Skyrim, but as it as it used to be. So you click and you look where you're going and then you let go and then it teleports you there. A lot of people were pissed off at that. And I think mainly because I think there is full locomotion in the other VR modes. So it just seemed like, why would you take that out? Which I totally get, but I don't know. To me, that's not really that big a deal. It's one of those things, you kind of get used to it almost immediately, really. And also, most of the interactive stuff is happening when you're standing in the one spot anyway. So you'll go from area to area, you'll walk a wee bit either with someone, and then you'll get to a bit where it kind of locks you in place, and that's where you do your fighting, for example, or, you know, interacting with stuff, basically. It comes in three episodes, which I thought was kind of strange, because they weren't, as far as I know, they weren't released separately. Maybe they were on previous iterations of VR, but with PlayStation, they all came out together anyway. They aren't very long each. You could probably finish the actual story in each one in between like 30-45 minutes, depending on how much you were kind of looking around, checking everything out. There is also, though, in each one, a dojo, basically just wee fighting challenges where you need to uh, kill so many enemies in a certain time or, or kill as many as you can in a certain time. And then you get like up to three medals for your performance and you unlock new things, basically just new new lightsabers, colours and stuff like that. One thing that was quite cool about the episodic aspect of it is in the first one, you get your lightsaber, obviously. Can't you have a Star Wars VR game without a lightsaber. And that's basically all you do. In the second episode, you harness the Force, so you're able to use the Force. And then in the third one, it's a bit more of both. Um, but the dojos mirror that as well. So in the, the first episode dojo, you can just do, you know, lightsaber combat. In the second one, you can use lightsaber and force. In the third one, you can use lightsaber and force. And you can also unlock, like, dual lightsabers. The later on levels of the dojo can actually get quite difficult, but it is a good challenge. The dojos in each one could easily add a couple of hours, I would say, to each episode. So, you know, a lot of people were complaining about the price. In the UK here, it was like £21 something. And they were saying for the, the length of the story, that's not that great. Honestly, even if it was just a story for the, like the three episodes, I would gladly pay that. But the dojo is a nice addition, having the extra time. It's actually a good wee workout as well. Because on like the, the onslaught ones, which is basically killing as many as you can in a certain time, on the, the later on ones, you've got like four stormtroopers shooting at you. You've got, you know, the wee training droid that Luke uses to deflect blasters. You've got like six of them at you. You've got like three actual droids with like blades coming at you. And it's, it's a lot going on at once. You know, it's, it is actually a workout. Like I say, if you are a Star Wars fan and you have some kind of VR, I would definitely recommend it. 
you will you won't be disappointed even just to see the spectacle of it. Standing like face to face with Vader is I don't know, it's just I mean, for anyone that's played VR, it's VR and Star Wars. That should be all I need to say, you know what I mean? But if either you're kinda of tentative about paying the money or you don't have a VR system but you're interested in the story because the story is actually quite interesting. I don't really want to spoil it, but as you can probably guess from the title, it's about Vader's search for uh, immortality. You know, like the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, which Anakin is taunted with by uh, Palpatine, basically because he wants to get Padme back. He's looking for a way to get immortality or, you know, bring people back from the dead. But no, it's, it's really well well written, I would say, for just this experience slash game. But yeah, if you're not wanting to pay the money or you don't have VR, then have a wee look at the patches in YouTube. I know, cheap plug, I'm sorry, right? But uh, I, I recorded all three episodes because they're, they're pretty short. Have a wee look at uh, the YouTube patches in and the wee Let's Play playlist section and you'll see the videos for it. doesn't take long. Because, like I say, they're short, and it's an enjoyable story. There's some really cool artwork in it, actually. You get these kind of visions, and it's like it's like 2D, but not 2D, because you're in VR, 3D, 2D art. I don't know what you would call it. It looks cool anyway. Have a look at the Instagram, and I'd put a wee clip of it up, and someone tell me what kind of art that is, right? Because I have no idea. But it looks cool anyway. Speaking of Star Wars, actually, I think there's like a... a Star Wars Sims 4 expansion coming out or something, which is just weird to me. I've barely played Sims 4, but I don't know, I, I, I'm not really keen on Star Wars just being everywhere. Now, I love Star Wars, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but it just seems oversaturated sometimes. It's kind of the same with like, there's a load of Marvel updates in Fortnite just now. I know they've had Thanos and stuff like that before. And Deadpool, uh, but they're adding so much stuff. And so, like in the comics, Fortnite's canon in Marvel comics, and it's like maybe it's just because I don't like Fortnite. That's probably what it is, to be fair. But I'm just like, oh, just leave it alone, you know. Although one thing I do like is they, uh, I heard in one of the Fortnite maps they erected this panther statue, obviously in memory of uh, Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately passed recently, uh, which was, that was a real shock, you know, 43 is still young, and I think the fact they never really told anyone, I certainly didn't know about it, yeah, it was very sad to hear, there's obviously a lot of talk about what's going to happen with the, the Marvel movies, Black Panther Marvel movies, because I think there was meant to be a second one, basically, uh, Chadwick was meant to be returning as uh, T'Challa. I think basically, oh well, the general public are saying that they don't want him recast, which I understand. And yes, there is the option of going with Shuri. Shuri even, you know, in the comics took the mantle of Black Panther at one time. Uh, Letitia Wright was brilliant as Shuri. Uh, Hugh and I, after we saw Black Panther, one of the first things that we said was, you know, how much we liked her as, uh, as Shuri. Obviously, it might, you know, they might have to change their entire timeline of what they had planned. It really depends how far ahead 
generally speaking, I think Marvel planned pretty far ahead, obviously with the whole Infinity Saga. That was that was well planned, so I don't know, who knows, but we'll see. You know what, it's kind of annoying that Hugh isn't here this time because, you know, I, I do enjoy a good argument with Hugh. And I think we would probably have one about the, the next subject I'm going to talk about. Since, since we're talking about Black Panther, may as well talk about the Avengers game. Now, I've not played it. So, well, I've played the beta. I've not actually played the game. I've not bought it because, quite frankly, the beta didn't really convince me to. Also because I've got so many games, because I have a problem, is by all the games. But I have read some reviews, and Hugh has just... I think his mind is made up on it, you know. But there are some good points about the game that reviewers have brought up. First of all, you know, microtransactions are completely just superficial. It's just costumes. You can't get your stats any better. So if you don't want to buy them, don't buy them. He would still moan about that, obviously, because it's huge. Also, the apparently the, the actual single-player campaign is really quite vast compared to what people originally thought and people, you know, the impressions people got from the beta. It does seem like the chunk of the game, you know, the majority of it is single player story and then after that it's not even grindy but, you know, that's when the bit of, I mean, repetitiveness sounds bad. Hugh would jump all over that but that's when it becomes kind of repeating the same missions again and again and trying to get better gear and whatnot, Destiny style. I still need to pick up, but I'm in two minds, honestly. If any of the listeners have bought it, played it, tried it, you know, send us a wee message or leave us a wee comment wherever you're listening to this. Let us know your thoughts on it because I would like a, an argument with Hugh basically is what this boils down to. Now, of course, another thing that Hugh and I always argue about, Ubisoft. They they were saying recently that apparently the PS5 is only going to be backwards compatible with PS4 games, but you can't play PS3 to 1 games on the PS5, which I think is a bit lame in this day and age. And it's not like nobody's ever you know said that they wanted backwards compatibility. That's been something that fans have asked for for a while. You know... <laughs> Hugh would call me an Xbox fanboy here, but Xbox are doing complete backwards compatibility because the fans have said that's what they want. Speaking of the PlayStation as well, I think you can actually pre-order the PS5 now, but we still don't have a price. Same with the Xbox, we still don't have a price. And I, I kind of think I know why. I think they're... We talked about it on a podcast a wee while ago. Basically, I think... Microsoft are waiting for Sony to say, okay, uh, the PlayStation 5 is, for example, £450. And then the you know Microsoft can be like, oh, cool, well, the Xbox is 400 then. So I think they're playing like this game of chicken, where it's like, they're not wanting to announce how much theirs is, because they know the opposition will undercut them. Because, I mean, uh, again, I think we talked about this before, but Xbox are quite happy selling at a loss just to get you on the subscriptions to get you on Game Pass because that's where they make the money. But if it really is October, and this is the start of September, by now we should know what the fucking price is. Especially with the whole, like, I sound so old saying this, but the economy, the way it is and stuff like that, 
a lot of people are unemployment because of COVID. People might not have savings or they've had to dip into their savings. The majority of people probably aren't going to be able to just come up with around about £500 out of nowhere that they weren't expecting. And yes, you could argue, well, they knew what a console would roughly cost, so they could have saved it if they wanted to. But still, by now we should know the price, surely. Oh, that reminds me, actually. If, if you guys listen to this, you know I like The Witcher 3, right? You, you know I like The Witcher stuff. Uh, that was just announced that The Witcher 3 is going to be on the next-gen consoles. And when I say that, I mean, it, it's like a free upgrade. So if you have The Witcher 3 for the One X, for example, you will get a free upgrade. And uh, this guy, Ray Tracing, is, is back in the picture somehow. Who knows what he does, really, but he's back. In a way, I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool that they're still offering these things because obviously The Witcher has a big fan base. But at the same time, and this is coming from me, a huge Witcher fan, it's like, really? It's, it's going the way of, like, Skyrim. You can play Skyrim on your Apple Watch now, basically. You know what I mean? You can play on everything. It's like, just let the game die. It had its time in the sun. CD Projekt Red should be all about Cyberpunk now. But uh, I do have some more Witcher-related news, though, actually. Two things. So there's going to be a Witcher AR game, augmented reality game. So it basically looks like Pokemon Go, but you go around slaying monsters. And when I first saw this, I put it in the chat with the lads, and I don't know, like... Yes, on the one hand, it looks cool. I like anything witchery. On the other hand, am I really going to walk about like a park or wherever and hold my phone up in front of my face and do gestures to do sword fighting and all that shit? Like, no, probably not. I don't want to look like an absolute weirdo. Maybe, I don't know. If you had some pals and you were all doing it, you know, strength in numbers, you'd be fine. But I'm just not sure how well it's going to do, honestly. Also, these types of games, historically, are laden with microtransactions. You know, it, it said in the description that you need to get ready with oils and potions and whatnot, like a Witcher does, right? That's fair enough. But is it going to be like, you need this oil to have an advantage against a lesion that you're fighting, for example, a certain type of monster? Or you don't have any, would you like to buy some for a pound? You know, like... Is that what it's going to be like? Remains to be seen, of course. But uh, the other part of Witcher news, which Danny was absolutely thrilled about, and probably any female listeners, if we have any other ones, will be, is Jason Momoa, who obviously played Aquaman, has confirmed now that he is going to be in The Witcher season two. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of beefcake in a in one show. That's a lot of eye candy for women, you know, Henry Cavill, Superman, and Jason Momoa, Aquaman, like, uh, it's, it's not really been revealed what his role is yet, quite a lot of the main cast has already been announced and cast, I, I believe, so probably going to be a villain, I think, and probably just be like a, over the season, or, you know, half of the season, he'll be a villain of some kind, honestly, no idea who it could be. But it'll be interesting to see, either way. I'm just glad the Witcher is getting the love it deserves, in my opinion. Oh, you know what? That's just reminded me. 
talking of Netflix shows, Lucifer season five. I watched that. I actually really enjoyed this season. Not that I didn't like the other ones. Three, yeah, kind of. Was it three? Yeah, I think three went on a bit too long. Four, I liked four, but five was was good. Um, certainly a bit different. And there's even a couple of episodes. There's like an episode where Lucifer's telling a story to Trixie, so it's set in the, like the twenties, thirties. But that's quite interesting, you know. And I won't spoil the ending, but the cliffhanger at the end of the season, which was pretty cool. I didn't really see it coming. I didn't think they would do that, but obviously they did because I'm here, drunk, talking about it. Let's see, there must be more news. Um, oh yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary makes me feel really old. I am not 35, just saying. I am well, totally, completely four years younger than that. But yeah, uh, Nintendo had like a like a Nintendo Direct for that. Some interesting announcements, some bullshit announcements, in my opinion. The uh, the main one was a lot of games coming to Switch, and Ross put this in the chat as well, did the trailers for them all. Uh, I've got the list here, actually. So it was Super Mario All-Stars coming to Switch, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario 3D World. For those of you who are keen Mario fans, you might be noticing that one is missed out. And a lot of people are having gripes with it. Uh, but Super Mario Galaxy 2 is not on that list. The thing is, as well, no one's really quite sure why. You know, people were obviously tweeting Nintendo, as people do, because they like to moan about anything and everything. Um, where's, you know, why, why isn't that on it? Nintendo never really replied. So it's kind of up in the air for speculation right now. Maybe they're doing that standalone one, or maybe they didn't like it enough to put it in, I don't know, honestly. It definitely does seem strange not to include it though. We may get more information though, if it's getting its own standalone remaster or, or what's happening. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, as these things tend to do. Yeah, there were some other interesting announcements though. And honestly, I think this is one that Dom would like. And I say that because it's basically Super Mario Brothers combined with Tetris 99. And Dom loves some Tetris 99. So it's like Super Mario Bros. 35 it's called. And your screen is basically like you're playing Super Mario Brothers, right? And when you kill an enemy, it gets shot off to another player. You're playing with 34 other people. So similar to Tetris 99, you've got loads of other screens on the left and the right hand side. So you kill an enemy and it goes to them. So eventually they get overwhelmed, they die, and then somebody wins. Also like in Tetris 99, which I only played a couple of times because Tetris sucks. Sorry Dom, but it does. Uh, you can kind of choose the type of person it's going to. So I think you get the choice of like a person with loads of coins, or the person that doesn't have much time left, you know, just to make it a bit harder for them, just to try and edge them out a bit quicker. Honestly, I really think it looks quite fun. I think it's quite a cool idea. However, it's only available until the 31st of March. It's going to be free for anyone that's like a, a Switch Online subscriber, but it's a limited time thing. It's basically a timed event to go along with the, the 35th anniversary. Another announcement was uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. So this is another AR game, like Pokemon Go or 
uh, the Witcher Monster Slayer that I was talking about earlier. And this sounds really cool, right? So the, the, there is already a VR Mario Kart available. I think it's in Japan. If Hugh and Dom were here, they would take over the conversation for like 30 minutes right now, talking about Japan again, as they always fucking do. But there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a VR Mario Kart, basically. But this is an AR one, right? But it's not like, you know, you're using your phone and you can see around the room. Basically what you're doing here is you actually get like a physical Wii cart and it's got a camera on it. So then you get your switch and you set up like basically gates checkpoints around your room or any room you want to be in or anywhere you happen to be. And then up to four people, they need their own switch and their, you know, their own system and that. But up to four people can race around seeing what the camera sees. I think that sounds fucking awesome. It's like first-person micro-machines in your own house, or whatever you want it to be. I think that's an awesome idea. The only thing that I'm worried about, though, is how much is each wee cart with a camera on it going to be? I don't imagine that's going to be cheap. Also, what if your dog eats it, or, you know, what if you smash it into the wall or something like that? Like, how it needs to be robust if you're going to be driving at any type of speed around a, a living room or, or wherever you may be. But I don't know, like, I, I think there's a lot of potential for that idea. I think you're probably going to get like tournaments of people who make their own courses and stuff like that. That would be really cool to see, rather than just doing it in your own house or whatever. Making actual film-length courses to play. But while there's been some really cool announcements, there is one really shitty one that I cannot get my head around. I honestly don't know why they would do this, but these new games, the new Mario games, although digital, they have a deadline in which you can buy them. So they will be on the store for a certain length of time and then they're gone. You won't be able to buy them again. I think it's April 2021, I think. And I am I'm baffled by that. I suppose what they're aiming for is similar to the you know the, the Tetris type one is for an event, is for the 35th anniversary, but one of the aspects of a digital game is they don't fucking run out. There are infinite copies. It's not like you have to queue for a physical game back in the day at midnight and then they run out. You can't get them. There should be an unlimited fucking supply. So the only reason I can think of that they would have is because like, oh well, you know, we wanted you to enjoy this event. If you were here with us at the time, then you would have got it, you know? It's like, well, fuck you. Like, why? Obviously, there's a bit of time to go until they are on and then off sale, but hopefully they change their mind because, I don't know, it's just nonsensical to me. It makes no sense. That's obviously what nonsensical means. Didn't mean to not try to dumb that down. Hugh's not here, so I don't need to... In case you haven't noticed, I can say whatever I want about Hugh because he's, he's not here and he doesn't listen to these. He doesn't even listen to the ones that he's in. So, I would be curious to hear his thoughts on that though because, uh, well, honestly, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if Hugh or Dom are the bigger Nintendo fanboys, but they both do like Nintendo quite a lot. Maybe we'll talk about that on the next podcast. I'm quite curious to, to hear their thoughts on that. So I did actually message the guys and uh, 
well dumbass how it's how it was going my wee solo podcast but then I, I said is there anything that you guys want me to mention in the podcast you know and Dom's reply was big booty bitches so I don't know if he means specific ones or just you know in general my my opinion of them uh, so I asked him uh, any in particular or and he said nah, nah just uh, apart from that my arms hurt Dom's arms hurt so I asked him is that because of big booty bitches has he been carrying big booty bitches around who knows because he wouldn't tell me if you know what Dom has been up to send us a message and speaking of sending us messages sometimes we ask our lovely listeners to send us questions and very rarely but sometimes people do actually send them in so we do have a question from Mabel thank you very much for writing in and she was asking what we think about the ring fit so the ring fit is obviously the peripheral for the Nintendo Switch for exercise mainly I think a game's called Ring Fit Adventure or something like that it basically incorporates movement and exercise into playing a game now I've not personally got one I did plan on getting one but I never got around to it but I do have some thoughts anyway as I normally do especially when I've sparked a few cans and honestly I'm all for it I think that anything that gets you exercise is obviously good but specifically anything that gets you exercise where your mind is distracted and you're not really thinking about exercising is even better it's similar to when I was talking about Vader Immortal on the PSVR earlier on the dojo was a bit of a workout there's also other PlayStation VR games that I've played things like Creed, Knockout League, Box VR, stuff like that they are a pretty serious workout but obviously because you are in this virtual world you're distracted by an objective of some kind then that's where your main focus goes for anyone that's just been to the gym and for example done a plank right if you've been asked to do a plank for 60 seconds and you're just sitting there that 60 seconds feels like 40 fucking minutes it feels like ages it's horrible right but if you're playing a game and this doesn't even mean video games this could be playing football or soccer for our american listeners uh, even when you know i went to the gym and punching the fuck out of hugh in the mma gym you're not really thinking about exercise specifically because you've got an objective in mind be it get the ball in the back of the net punch hugh in his stupid face anything like that anything that can distract you from the the feeling of you know tiredness soreness whatever it may be anything that can pass the time i think is a real good help for exercise even if you're not looking to use it specifically for the exercise aspect of it just being active in general is so good for you it's brilliant obviously we're talking specifically about video games just now but even if that means going for a walk do some kind of physical activity aim for an hour a day if you can only do 30 minutes a day that's fine if you can only do 15 minutes a day which you can probably do more let's be honest if you can't really do more than 15 minutes you're probably making excuses but if you're starting from square one at least do that at least do something it does wonders for your health 
both physical and mental, your mood elevates to a completely different level, and that itself bounces off of people. It's really not even just for you, it's for everyone around you. There's these subtle nuances that you will do when you're in a better mood after doing things like exercise that you might not consciously pick up on, but they just happen. You just exude a different kind of energy when you've had some kind of physical activity. Ring fit, VR, boxing, you know, anything like that. Even if you don't have any of that equipment and you want to involve video games of some kind, you know, put penalties in for yourself. Every time you die, it's 10 push-ups. If you can't do 10, do 5. If you can't do 5, do 1. Run on spot for 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Everyone can do something. Ultimately, though, more physical activity equals better well-being physically and mentally. I mean, the gym literally gets prescribed from doctors. That's how good exercise is for you. And that's not just to like lower your blood pressure or your BMI. It's the mental aspect as well. I know I'm getting a bit off topic here. We're meant to be talking about the ring fit. But my point is, if you're looking at the ring fit and you truly think that this is the thing that's going to keep me interested in exercise, then I would say absolutely go for it. Even if you're thinking, mm, it's a wee bit expensive. If the compromise of that, of you know, not buying it, means lesser mental and physical health, then there's no cost you can put on that at all. And yes, some of you might be thinking, I'm sitting here sparking cans, you know, putting all this shit in my body. I'm not saying I'm a health guru or anything like that, but it's pretty well known, pretty fucking simple. Exercise is good for you. Easy as that. In my opinion, the the hardest part of any kind of exercise regime, any kind of fitness plan, and I'm, I'm not talking about the nu- nutrition side of things, because that brings its own problems, but specifically the exercise is discipline. And I'm not saying motivation, right? Because motivation and discipline are completely different. Motivation, anyone can be motivated. At any given time, you can wake up, and think, you know, I'm going to the gym this morning, I'm going to get up early, I'm going to, you know, do all of this shit, all this good shit, I'm going to change my life, and then motivation is fleeting. 20 minutes later, you might be like, you know what, I forgot it was Sunday, I'll start on Monday, that's the start of the week, your body doesn't give a fuck what day of the week it is, unless it's mine, and it's a Sunday, because I'm usually hungover from a Saturday, and my body's like, Hamish, what the fuck, man, right? But for the most part, your body doesn't care what day it is. And that's why I'm saying discipline is more important. Because discipline is when you say to yourself, oh, you know what, it's Sunday, I could leave it till tomorrow. And then discipline's like, eh, hold on a fucking minute, do it now. That's discipline. And that's what you really need to work on. And it's obviously much easier said than done. If it was that easy, everyone would have a fucking six pack so what you really need to try and train yourself to do is even if you're not feeling it do whatever you want to do do the thing work out don't eat shit whatever it may be diet's a tough one too but in essence it really comes down to the same thing as discipline there's a wealth of knowledge on the internet now so no one has the excuse of saying oh i didn't know that was bad for me i mean you don't even need the internet let's be honest Everyone knows what's good for them and what's bad for them these days. (coughs) Cough, alcohol. (coughs) But it's down to you 
to say to yourself, nah, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking or eating shit or smoking, whatever it may be. And discipline kicks in when you stick to that. At the same time, and I know I'm, I'm coming at this from a different angle now, keep up, don't worry, but you're going to probably fail sometimes. There's going to be times when you make a mistake, you think, oh, this won't be too bad, but then you have more and more and more shite, you know? You might think, oh, one bag of crisps, you know, one chocolate bar, but then you say to yourself, you know what, I've already had one, so I might as well just call this a cheat day. And then that cheat day turns into a cheat weekend, and then a cheat week, and then you're not even on a diet anymore, you know? Or you take a day off from the gym, which is necessary. You do need days off from the gym. What I mean by that is a day when you were meant to be going, like a planned day if you have a plan, or a day when you should be going and you just can't be arsed. And then again, that turns into a, you know what, I can have another day off. It's these snowball effects that, that really get to people. That's where it comes down to discipline again. If you know in yourself that you can't have a cheat day without it turning into a cheat week or going off of your plan completely, don't do it. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of waffling now. And uh, that's another thing. Don't have waffles. Right? Too many carbs since we're talking about uh, no, I'm kidding. To, to bring it back home, find some kind of activity for you, some kind of exercise that keeps you interested, keeps you invested. Doesn't need to be forever. But if you look at the ring fit, for example, and you think, I'll enjoy playing the game that accompanies it, it's something that I can do regularly, you know, on a consistent basis. And, you know, that is your goal to, to become fitter or to lose weight or, you know, again, whatever it may be, then go for it. I feel like doing things at home, any kind of exercise at home, really, whether it's with a peripheral or some kind of aid or not. I personally feel it's a lot harder than, say for example, going to the gym or going out running with a friend. And I think that's just because you've got the distractions at home. But I know I certainly got better results when I had the, the gym membership. So I would go and then it's like, right, I'm here now. I need to do this or my coach will kick the fuck out of me, basically. And it is really, that's what it comes down to, just finding your passion in exercise speaking of being healthy uh, so what i'm going to talk about now is things to look forward to we sometimes do this at the end of the podcast obviously one thing i'm looking forward to is watching the rest of the boys well i've only got two episodes now i'm honestly in two minds of letting episodes build up so i can watch like a few at a time or watching them as they come out because I don't want to get spoiled because it's deviated a lot from the comics, obviously. So, fuck knows what's going to happen. But that's part of the charm, in it? I think I'll probably have to watch it each week. The lads may want to talk about the Patch Lads. I might come up with a different name for them. The Patchlings? No. They're fans of the Patchlings. I don't know. They're... Those idiots I do the podcast with. You know who I'm talking about. Um, they'll probably want to watch it each week, so... Ross and I were talking about playing Wasteland 3 together. The campaign is apparently fully cooperative. Uh, Ross and I, generally, more so than 
any of the other guys I, I play cooperatively with Ross more. So, you know, I noticed that and I thought, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll ask Ross. And then he messaged me the next day and he was like, that's truly co-op, by the way. So I said, yeah, cool, I'm, I'm into that if you are. But then I looked at some of the achievements that you can get in that game in Wasteland 3. And there's an achievement which I believe is something like get every STD in the game. And then I was thinking to myself, I'm not sure I want him seeing the decision that I'm going to make. I'm going to go a certain way here. Not because I'm like deplorable or anything like that. I think I'm quite wholesome in general. But uh, I do like achievements. So I feel like I'm going to be you know, shagging everything with a pulse in that game if it gets me an STD. I don't know. It's more like in a game I think I would prefer to play solo. Sorry, Ross, if you ever listen to this. There was a game, however, that I was looking at, and apparently it's... Uh, oh, no, it was... Uh, we were talking about it last time, actually. Dom brought it up. Gotham Knight, Arkham Knight. No, it's not Arkham Knight. Gotham Knight, the new, the new Batman one. Apparently, even though that's co-op, I mean, you can go the same person, so you can you can have Bat Bat Man Man. You can have two Batman Mans, two of any character you want. So you can do Batman, but also like I think what I heard was you can roam the whole place yourself, so you don't even need to be you know within a certain distance of each other, which I think is pretty cool. That's obviously the way that co-op games should go. Kind of like, I mean, GTA Five for example, Red Dead Redemption Two. Online modes, I've got that. You can literally go anywhere in the map and, you know, but still be in a, in a team, in a posse, whatever you call it. It's quite good to see it in a, in a co-op game. Sometimes you get a lot of restrictions, you know. Uh, oh, you know what I'm looking forward to? Even though I've not given this game as much time as I would like to, but Fall Guys Season 2, the game is a blast. It's really good. Dom and I played it on Twitch. Ah, oh, I'm sorry guys, another shameless plug. Twitch.tv slash Gaming. Give us a wee watch. Dom, Ross and I were playing Call of Duty last night. It's actually a really funny clip of uh, Dom getting blown up by a cruise missile. Mind you, I would find any clip of Dom dying pretty funny. Real or in-game, whatever. Um, we did play Fall Guys, Dom and I, on Twitch one time. I hope we get more of it because it's just such a laugh. It's rare you get a game that takes off so much. There's a lot of hype about the game, so I'm sure you've heard of it. If not, do yourself a favour. Even just look up some videos on YouTube. If you're a PS Plus subscriber, download that shit while you can. Hopefully you still can, actually. Anyway, it's really, really fun. So hopefully we'll get some more of that streaming. Keep a wee eye on the twitch channel you can obviously subscribe and uh, put on a notification so you see when we're going live uh, i think dom is also looking to stream some tony hawks so we might get some of that uh, ross was also ross is very into the idea of horse so we might get a wee uh, a wee tournament but when you get a chance have a wee watch of what we're doing we can be quite funny sometimes to laugh at, maybe not to laugh with, but there you go. Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. If you have made it this far, I commend you. That is crazy. What is wrong with you? But thank you anyway. Next time, I will hopefully have 
the lads with me because I think if I do another one, two in a row of just me, we will lose our entire fan base. All four people will stop listening to us, but uh, we'll see, I suppose. Once again, thank you very much for listening to the Patches In podcast. I've been Hamish, and goodbye. Obviously, I'm looking forward to more of uh, what, 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 what,